So welcome to Inspiration, Adaptation, and Adaptation, Benel Street Art Center's weekly podcast to explore how artists are maneuvering challenging times. Benel Street Art Center is situated within the tribal lands of Nichiltna, Nanilchik Village Tribe, whose descendants trace their roots from the ancient Ketchumak peoples and the Denaina and Supiak people of this region who have sustained these lands since time immemorial. Chinan, Tiknik, Kayana, thank you. We are committed to resisting colonialism by partnering with indigenous artists and supporting indigenous led practices. So I'm Asia Freeman, and I'm really happy to be here in the studio today with um, Maisha and Christian Callahan Freet. I just want to um, welcome you two and to welcome others who are joining us um, online and you'll just see their little windows pop up as they have so um, frequently, Petra and, and Amy especially, just joined us to listen in and sometimes to ask questions of our artists. They are Alaska artists and that's what this project is really for, connecting and strengthening our um, artistic community and sharing some of the really kind of fascinating adaptations that artists offer to maneuver these challenging times. All right, so if you guys would be willing to just um, offer us a self-introduction, that would be fantastic. Okay, so I, I'm Maisha Callahan-Freet. Um, and so that that is just a little minor correction. I'm Callahan Free and Christian is Christian Free. Um, so we relocated to Alaska last year. Last July. Last July. Um, my background is photography, digital media. I graduated from University of Houston in Texas. Um, we collaborate on video, photography, and we're just excited to try to break into the Alaska art scene. Fantastic. Okay, okay. well, uh, my name is Christian. Uh, like Maisha said, we just moved here uh, last July. So um, we're still getting familiar with the area. Um, my background is not in art whatsoever. It's in, it's in engineering. I'm professionally an engineer by trade. Um, I guess I, I would say that uh, I've only become what I guess I would call an artist for the last uh, five or six years. So I don't have a huge background, but, uh, but uh, building on uh, what I started with a while back. Uh, mainly, I dabble in uh, photography, writing, philosophy, design, things like that. Fantastic. And Really appreciate that you two have um, taken the time and done a little preparation to share with us today about your collaboration and your studio practice and to talk about, you know, what brought you here and what interests you um, to work to work on here in Alaska. Would you like to um, kind of uh, give us um, some images to explore as we talk about, you know, the, the work that you're developing together? and the ways in which you um, are choosing to kind of share it with the world. We've got an interesting website that includes a whole bunch of projects. And um, maybe as you're kind of transitioning into this um, visual part of our, 
of our conversation. Tell us a, about why you chose to come up here. Uh, well, Christian's setting, trying to set up the share screen. So mm -hmm. long story short is just because we wanted to. Um, so we left Texas just because we really wanted to um, show our son something different and we wanted to get out of the city. So that led us to Washington and Alaska was the closest option to move again. And we liked the further away from the city option that Alaska gave us. And we, we knew that we wanted to live somewhere that gave us the option of all day sunlight in the summer and darkness during the winter. And I know that may sound weird because that's something that people are like, oh, it gets so dark, but <laughs> we actually quite enjoy it. Um, and just continuing living in the snow life. Cause I, I grew up not experiencing uh, seasons and so, I love the snow. Yeah, yeah. we're both from uh, from the south. I'm from Louisiana. My she's from Texas. So, uh, like she said, I, I I didn't see snow for the first time until I was over 30 years old. So I didn't even uh, did, didn't didn't really know what we were getting into here, but kind of had an idea and enjoy it anyway. So, did you two have like a an, an inspiration from an, an individual, a friend, somebody who suggested to you Alaska might be intriguing, or did you just literally say let's kind uh, of like shoot darts at a map? We, I don't think we know anybody from Alaska other than a couple of people we met while we lived in Washington. Um, but when we had the idea, we we uh, it was. It was really, uh, <laughs> it was kind of a brainchild that I came up with and said, hey, why don't we move to, to Alaska, to Maisha, and she went along with it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and you you two have been kind of adventurous. I mean, it sounds to me from speaking to you in the past that you've made a few big moves, right? You've moved um, every few years or so. Yeah, we, we had a plan a while back to uh, to try to move around as much as we could at every Every two or three years yeah. or so, because I, I have a really cushy job that allows me to move uh, basically wherever I want to. I work remotely, so um, so I came up with the idea. Well, we both came up with the idea to to get out of Houston and go and plop ourselves down in the middle of places we didn't we really didn't know, and kind of in an effort to to grow and show our son new places. And uh, we just ended up here, and so far we stayed because we like it. <laughs> So since photography is one of the chief ways, photography and journaling is one of the sort of um, main ways that you kind of archive and share your work out through your website, do you have some images that kind of explore that journey, that, that the way in which sort of like you came to Alaska and you perceived, you know, sort of the newness and reckoned with this transition artistically that you might like to share with us? So this, Fantastic. I will say it starts, um back a little further because we're gonna start with our 52 week project. Marvelous. Um, that started in 2017. Um, and it was just kind of an attempt to get in front of the camera because I'm always behind the camera and I did not care for my picture to be taken. And so it was kind of just a exploration and confronting myself. Mm. Um, and so that's where it started. And we just um, 
I guess it's just blossomed from that. And it's just a continuation of just exploration. And so it, it touches on everything that's going on around us. Um, heavy self-portrait clearly. <laughs> so that, can you see this? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I'll move on. Yes. So these are just um, beginning images. Um, this one is very near and dear to my heart because this is in my grandparents' house in Texas um, that they lost in Harvey. Wow. Um, so this was just after we moved, I went through a, a rough patch of not knowing where I belonged growing up in Texas so long, being so close to my family. And when we left, it was a hard transition for me, um, just confronting what home really meant to me. Um, and they being in, this is a, a new house that they didn't feel like was their home. And then they lost that home. And I was able to capture this picture before it was lost. So that was a, a good transition for me because then I realized the home is where Christian and our son are. So, you know, and my family's not going anywhere per se. Um, and how do you stage these shots when you say it's your picture? Do you, do you kind of set it up and Christian? Oh, no, this, so it, sometimes we're by ourselves when we take our portraits. This one, I was just alone mm -hmm. and I, it's a lot of running back and forth until you get what you want, <laughs> um, which is an interesting process in itself because even mess ups, they can come out to be something very beautiful or, you know, the art of taking a self portrait that doesn't look staged yet is staged. So great. Um, mm -hmm. So this is another one. This is in um, on the property that li we lived in in, in Washington. Um, and we just really try to immerse ourselves in nature as much as possible. I think that that has been just such a, a beautiful thing about being in Alaska because we just walk out the door and we're so immersed. Um, and I, I think it's important for artists um, so the opportunity to live here and live the way that we do just, uh, I think, makes our practice grow. Um, and, and in these, you know, in these um, photographs, you know, where you're bare to the elements, tell me, tell us about why it's important to you to, you know, to like expose that much of yourself. It's really brave. And what does it mean to you? climb onto a rock and sit there exposed. <laughs> I, I grew up in a very religious conservative family. Um, and so the, the, it was literally just like shedding all of like all these layers that I had built up over the years. And with the beginning of the project, it was just, I wanted to be nothing and something, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to hide, but still hiding because in going back and looking and, and reflecting, I'm constantly looking down, looking away from the camera. 
Um, towards the end, I start confronting the camera more, but just the, I think it's important for everyone to just shed down to your bare nothing and then build up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I come at this from a little different angle. I, although I did also grow up in a family who was uh, somewhat religious conservative. They're not, they're not quite as religious and not quite as conservative, but uh, I developed a little different philosophical take on, on life than they did. So I sort of isolated myself in, a, in the same way that Maisha did from her family, just a, a different way. Um, I don't like taking photos with clothes on, not because I'm an exhibitionist or anything, because I'm absolutely not, but because I don't believe that uh, anything that humans made m means anything. So, you know, we're born with nothing on, so why present ourselves any other, any other way? Uh, do you so, have some portraits of yourself to share as well, Christian? I do. They're a little further down the line. Sure. So, so there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a grouping mm -hmm. of them coming up. Um, I don't know, you want to talk about that oh, before we move on? So with the 52 weeks, it's, it's not only portrait, but it was may, it was heavy writing. And um, we wrote with every, every set of portraits. And this is just an excerpt from one of the images. Um, should I read it out loud? Oh, well, no, <laughs> I mean, you can see it. We can all but read. Yeah, so that's just a, a portion of it. Um, and then we, yeah, we go so Move we on. can get to yours. Okay. Yeah. This is one of our images together, um, which I, I felt like it was just important to include Christian in, in my portraits as well, because we just, not only am I growing, but we're growing together as friends and a couple and as partners. Um, and so I, I felt it, important to document that as well. Um, and is the project about that connection? Is it about intimacy? I think that this project grows into all of that. Um, it Originally, I said, oh, this is going to be all about me when I quick, quickly realized that there is no me without him because that's how we're that's how we're building our lives. And there's no me without you know our son and, and family and friends and there's just just the connection of so many aspects of my life i'm you know not just an artist i'm a wife i'm a mother i'm a sister i'm a daughter i'm a friend um i'm a neighbor you know it's just just bringing that all together which is a very intimate thing to to share mm -hmm. And this, uh, that is our son on the Pacific coast. Um, and this I decided to write about because he, I just snapped the picture and he looked at it and, and he told us, he said, I'm so puny compared to the world. I'm, I'm like nothing here, which I think is a profound thing to realize that we are just little specks and this world is so much bigger than what we have going on. And I, I think it's important to come to that space to, to just stop and realize, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we are so small in this big universe. Okay. Well, th these, the next uh, five or six images are, are 
after I picked up the project, um, Maisha got sort of, I don't, don't want to say bored with it, but uh, got to a point where she just didn't have much that she wanted to share anymore. So I, I thought it was a great idea and I had an, a preconceived idea of what it would be. Um, but, but like she said, it, it, this project ends, has ended up growing on its own. Um, so this was the very first image that I included whenever I took over and started working on it myself. Um, I think we were, we were out at a park in January just playing around and I took this image of Vassar pushing the snowball through through the snow and and decided to, to, to start uh, basing the the, uh, the entries into this project on, on on life events and such and I use a lot of uh, quotes that I find inspirational or I, or I just find that are excuse me that are related to uh, uh, to our lives or whatever's happening at the time. Could you share aloud um, the texts that are part of your images as you show them? Sure. Uh, well, okay. So this one says, uh, the only time we ever live is in the present, but the present is elusive, changing in each nanosecond. We cannot stop the flow of time to examine a fixed present moment. So this, uh, I, I don't know if you know who, uh, I can't say his name, who Bhikshu uh, Tenzin Gyatso is. That's that's uh, the Dalai Lama. That's his his full name, but uh, so a, a lot of uh, a lot of this project is is based on the, um, uh, the 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 philosophies that I've developed over the last five or six years. I'm, I'm I guess if 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 I wanted to pick a a, a a quote unquote religion, I would call myself Buddhist. Although I'm absolutely not, I'm I'm not practicing or formalized in any way. But uh, I, I I align with the uh, the thought process for sure. Um, so you, you'll see a lot of, uh, of, of symbolism and um, perhaps, I don't know, stoicism that's associated with, with what I think is uh, associated with, uh, with Buddhism and, and the images that I, that I take and, and a, lot of, a lot of the writing that I make. Um, and like Maisha said, we, we take these, these photos uh, ourselves. Most of the time, there's very few of these that we take together. Uh, although sometimes I, I'll ask her to to I'll describe something that I'd like to see and I'll ask her to shoot it just because it makes it easier for me. But a lot of the times whenever I take these pictures or if I'm writing even, uh, I'm, I'm on the road by myself because I, I work for a company that has me traveling a lot. So uh, this one in particular was was at a hotel somewhere. I, I think it was in China or something, I don't remember. But uh, it, it, it reflects the uh, the way that I was feeling at the time for sure because I missed, missed the family and, um, and just decided to sit there and play with the camera until I got something I liked. Um, so, so again, like Maisha said, we like to incorporate nature and uh, 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 associated things in in our into our life and our 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 art, our creations. Um, this is again on on the property where we live in Washington, and it's very representative of of how I feel a lot of the times, but also uh, it's a good symbol of, uh, of the, uh, the, the, the images that I, I prefer to create because I think that, that humans are meant to, to live as part of nature or much more than we do now. Um, well, at least we in America do. Um, so the, the quote here is from Jim Carrey. It's, uh, it, it's very uh, representative of of, of how, I, how I think of life. It says, uh, if you aren't in the moment, you're either looking forward to uncertainty 
or back to pain and regret. And uh, it's, that's, it's, a, it's a microcosm. It's a good description of, of, uh, of how I lived my life until she and I met. Uh, so it, I thought it was appropriate at least to, to memorialize that uh, and <laughs> actually in different ways because many of the, the, the images and entries in the project that I made are, are associated with, with that, that sort of uh, mindset. Um, this image is, is uh, one of several in a, in a, a series that I made uh, having to do with uh, the process of life and death and how I thought of those two things. Um, not much more to be said there other than perhaps uh, there, there's, there are many such uh, uh, entries in this project that, that grew out of uh, my, I guess you could say, um, uneasiness with the, with the idea of death. And so uh, the project recently has kind of grown into uh, a description of, of, that, uh, of that feeling recently at least it's not all it's not totally that that way it's not totally uh, uh encompassed by that that sense but a vast majority of our entry or my entries into the project lately have been on that subject and here again oops i keep pressing the same button sorry here again same thing uh, i i think in this image i was i was at home for a month uh this is during a period when uh Maisha and, and our son were we're traveling, I think, in, probably in Houston, and I was at home alone for a while, and I decided that I wouldn't speak for, uh, what, it was probably two or three weeks, uh, one of the best times in my life, <laughs> not saying anything, not hearing anything, just, uh, just living life and just thinking to myself and, and making images and writing and such. When you say not hearing anything, you mean like not seeking outside sources of sound, just sort of like focusing on the internal. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, well, let's see, about, uh, ooh, I guess about four or five years ago, I, I pretty much gave up uh, a lot of, of media and a lot of outside uh, information. Um, and then recently, about a year ago, I, I absolutely stopped reading the news I, the, the music that we listen to or is, uh, is uh, very curated and, and purposeful. But other than that, uh, the outside world pretty much doesn't matter to me anymore. <laughs> um, this image I, I took while, uh, while she was modeling. She, I, yeah, this was in Washington. Um, Maisha does a lot of, uh, or, or did do a lot of uh, yeah. uh, uh, figure modeling. Uh, until COVID, of course. Um, and so I thought that was very, it's a very brave thing that I, I'm not sure that I, I could do, although I guess if I was given the opportunity, I might, but she's, uh, she's pretty good at it. Uh, I don't know that I ever could be, and I really respect her for doing it. So I, I usually take images of her while she's modeling. And just because I like to, to, to think about the times that, that she's going through that process, which is not as easy as you might think, just sitting still for 30 minutes, but it happens. Why do you model Maisha? What's in that for you? I started modeling because I don't like to say no to challenges. <laughs> and when 
a friend asked me to, my first response was no. And then I quickly said yes. And I was petrified. And I I think I I get growth from things that scare me. Mm-hmm. And so in modeling, I find it to be just a very meditative, um, thoughtful space. And I, each time I do it, I just, I grow a little more. And, and I, I know that's just, it sounds so redundant, um, but there is just so much that I think about while I'm modeling, so many ideas that I come up with um, and just being on that end of the creativity for other artists is fascinating to me because I never saw myself as um, uh, somebody's muse, I guess, outside of Christian. Mm -hmm. So making yourself, um, allowing yourself to like be behind the lens and be exposed to be vulnerable in that way, on one hand, seems like it's a strong part of your practice, but then you have this other whole body of work you look better when you smile that that seems to assert you know a resistance to um any kind of um responsibility to others um perception control gaze just insisting on your own right to kind of like be in your body and i wonder if since we're on this trajectory of of self-portraiture that at the same time you could explore how you resist that kind of um, responsibility to provide for others, you know, through how you present yourself to satisfy their expectations. Oh, let's see how I resist it. Yeah. What did Um, you do? What are you doing to yourself here? (laughs) You know, I, this, this portrait was born, like I took it during the 52 weeks and I just, I looked at it and I didn't like it, but I kept finding myself going back to it and looking at it. And then I decided that I really liked it. And I was just in that space of wanting to share it. But the, the thought of someone's going to tell me I need to smile, which is something that happens all the time. And I just was getting mad that I let that thought come in and ruin the moment that I was having with my portrait. Um, Could you describe what's in, what this picture, what's going on in this picture? What exactly is happening in this picture? So this is the portrait that, you know, was taken of me. Um, and I'm just, I mean, it's, it's literally like my face, no smile. And I went in with charcoal and put a smile on my face. Um, But the strokes are so important because I I just see them as like this, it's an aggressive motion and putting a forceful smile when, I mean, we're not always smiling. And even when someone's smiling, it's it's not always the truth. And so I think telling someone you should be smiling is so aggressive. And who, who tells you to smile? (laughs) A lot of people, mostly men though, you know, men have this thing where they think that it's a compliment to tell a woman that they should be smiling when 
I think it's super aggressive to tell a woman that they need to be smiling. Yeah, um, to tell another person just how to how to present themselves is is an interesting commentary on control and also how a smile reassures others. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yes. And I I think going through the process of this project, I just realized I'm just tired of trying to make people feel comfortable. If my lack of a smile makes you uncomfortable, that it really doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm. Um, so did you want to flip through this? You want me to talk more about this project? Uh, yes, I'd love to see some more images from this project. Okay, so I I uh, just put a call out on Facebook and I, I, I really, I told Christian, I said, you know, if I can get 10 other women to want to do this, I think it would be great. And I put it out and in the end, I wound up with over a hundred women that wanted to be involved. Um, and so I, they, came to my home or I met them at the library or, you know, a, a few other businesses let me have portrait sittings in their business. And I took their women's portraits, no smile. And then I printed them on paper, um, 42 by 30, 40 by 30, sure. 40 by 30. So rather large and then hosted workshops and they would come and we would sit talk a little bit and then they would go and draw on their image how it made them feel um and that that was a range of emotions because i didn't want to tell people what to do because i really wanted these women to just get their feelings out um artists or not i think that we can express ourselves and so there were some really dark, you know, portraits. There were some um, ones that were happier because they've been through it. This was just out of the community college, put a few up. And then there, these are some few examples of them, um, what some people decided to do. It's amazing how I'm, um violent and and graphic it feels to apply the smile or to apply emotion to an impassive face and, and, it, and it seems it really makes me think about um that the, that form of completely habitual and and perhaps unconscious control that's constantly played out against people's bodies women yeah. children mm -hmm. others you know it was a very emotional experience um and when i did you know two rounds of this and i was completely drained afterwards because i you know cried with these women laughed with these women it was just this sense of community that i've i i've never felt before and i never thought that i would be able to create for other for others um i mean i love looking at them because i I would study each and every one of these portraits and I wanted to know everybody's names and, you know, their backstory and just really, I mean, I've never been so involved in a project before. Um, what did you take away from it that informed like the next work that you did? Was there, was there something that you, that you said, uh, you know, with respect to engaging, you know, women in particular self, 
presentation, portraiture, drawing? Is there something that that project left you with that is like the seed of the next? For honestly, is I take on others' emotions more than I would like. Um, and so I don't feel damaged from that project, but I just, I still hold a lot of just hurt. So you learned something about your porousness. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And did what happened next? Um, I'm interested to see what other works you want to show us. We're about halfway through the hour. Oh. And I know that you two are very productive and curious to see you know, I'll go back to where we were before. Sorry, we just, in our minds, we had a, a way to do it, but no, <laughs> this is good. I'll let you talk. Okay, well, this, uh, this next project is a, is a, a rather small collection, comparatively at least, of, uh, of images that we, uh, we, we, we chose specifically because they were uh, very meaningful to us uh, at particular times in our lives when uh, um, when uh, whatever whatever uh, uh, subject was was being presented we, we looked back and decided that or realized that it was uh, it was uh, far more meaningful than we we thought at the time so we we created a collection of, uh, of images and and some writing that, that accompanies it um, specifically to uh, sort of memorialize these uh, these times in our lives when the three of us together um, found a, a, a point of, uh, of interest or whatever that might mean. I know it's very vague. Um, but this is uh, this was the very first entry into the into the collection that that we made. Uh, I think Vassar was probably uh, I think he was sick at the time, wasn't he? He doesn't get sick very often, but uh, he happened to be sick here, and 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 we we used this as our our first entry into the into the project because it was it was sort of a uh, uh, a milestone in in our relationship since he doesn't get sick very often and he doesn't need this kind of comforting <laughs> to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. uh, um, this is a little. This is probably. Uh, what two or two years later, uh, another uh, milestone in our relationship. It was uh, it was uh, one of the times when I had been away for quite a while on the road and uh, came back home to uh, to take a trip, basically. So we were still living in Washington, weren't we? Mm -hmm. um, and so I I had come back and we flew down to to Louis uh, to Texas. Excuse me. To, uh, to, to go on a, a trip with some friends of ours. And we had a very traumatic time while we were there. Um, and so again, it, this was naturally a, an entry into this project because it was something that the three of us experienced together. And um, it, it was very meaningful to us. It wasn't positive at all. I'm not gonna go into the details, but- um, You'd rather not talk about it. Uh, we could take up the whole hour talking about it, but I'm going to do that. <laughs> the picture shows the three of you just kind of clumped up together, almost like one intertwined body on the couch. Absolutely, this is uh, this is this is us in a nutshell, for sure. Um, and again, this is another uh, another moment that we maybe we, we appreciated at the time, but 
uh, it became more meaningful at, uh, for us whenever we uh, we look back at it and, and sort of realize just how symbolic it is for for the three of us to to go out and enjoy nature and just enjoy our time uh, together. Um, as usual, this is a time during a time when I was working a lot and. It was January in Washington, and, and we, we took a break by going to a nearby uh, state park and just kind of hanging out and reading and eating lunch and made a couple of pictures and just enjoyed ourselves. And this is one of those times. I'm curious about um, the, the issues that Alaska presents to you and the opportunities um, placing yourselves in nature. You, you wrote once, it's a provocative statement, about questioning um, your right to be in places that you're not supposed to be. So at the same time that you're drawn <laughs> into yeah. nature, you're also asking, do I belong here? Tell, tell us about that. Well, that's, uh, I think that's a, it's a, it's a really multi multifaceted uh, statement because um, like I said before, I, I don't, well, I don't know if I said it this way or not, but there are a lot of uh, human conventions that, that, we sort of abide by that I don't believe in. Not that I, not that my belief can really control anything, but uh, the, the, um, among those things is the idea that uh, that we we need to, or just because we can travel all over the place, that that we should actually be in the places where we're we're visiting, um, or visiting, living, however you want to look at it. Um, and, and actually the, the, the writing that you're alluding to is, uh, I, I, I made that entry after we had climbed up to the top of one of the nearby mountains. And I realized while I was up there looking at all over the, all over the, uh, the sound that, uh, that, that, you know, a hundred years ago, no white man had ever stood there before. And, and I realized, well, this is kind of, kind of weird. Why am I here now? You know, what, why am I in Alaska at all? The only reason why we're here is because because of a, a chain of political events that, that transpired that, that made this part of the United States. And, you know, if it wasn't for that fluke of, uh, I don't want to call it luck, but if it wouldn't have happened, then, uh, you know, I wouldn't be here. And, it, it, and I just expanded that to, uh, you know, basically everything because the, the only reason why we do anything is because of a, a, a series of random acts that, that occurred. Um, and so, you know, just because of, uh, random nature. I, I don't know that uh, that, that uh, human values really um, have any basis because it's all pretty much random. I know I'm, I'm rambling, but uh, that, that, that's a randomness is a, a huge part of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of what I write about. And uh, it's sort of how I base my uh, value system, which is to say that, I mean, I realize it's random and arbitrary. So but is it random? I mean, you came to Alaska intentionally and Alaska, you know, effectively was was stolen first by Russians and then by colonists who purchased it with no agreement, of course, by the indigenous people at that time, you know, with what's called the Alaska Purchase. It, it seems that like it was intentional. And where, do, where does random come in? I'm just curious. Well, I mean... My existence is random. <laughs> okay. Uh, my uh, the the idea to come here was random, and it, and it's, it was only based on something that I came up with as a child. At least my preference for 
for visiting here because uh, I, like I said, I, I grew up in Louisiana and never snow, saw snow when I was a kid. And I was fascinated with areas that were, uh, that were snowbound and, and, you know, cold. I didn't know what it was like. And so uh, it, it was, for me at least, it was a totally random thing. It was baseless. I mean, I, I just had this idea of what I wanted to, to, to go and see and just came up with the idea and presented it. I mean, there was nothing, there was, there was no basis to it whatsoever, just like anything else that we could, I can, I could come up with any decision that I make or it's just based on things that I was exposed to. So if it's an individual, oh, go ahead, Maisha. No, I was just thinking that that's um, part of exploration anyways, which is what our, a lot of our work is. It's, I think that exploration is a random act and we're all just, what are we looking for? Mm -hmm. We don't know until we stumble upon it. And I think that's the move to Alaska. It, I mean, I was, I wasn't against it, but I didn't think I was gonna love it like I love it. And I didn't think it was gonna make us grow as much in the opportunities that are, you know, presenting themselves. So. And so where do you, I'm just to talk a little bit more about random versus intention or base justified versus baseless. Is it because it's, it was an individual um, urge to come up uh, that it, or that it feels random? I mean, unless your parents didn't intend for you to be born, there's a basis there as well. So I'm just trying to think about where do you draw the line between what's where intention lies versus random. Yes. Well, well, personally, I don't. I don't believe that anything is intentional. Um, I, I believe that everything is random, and it's just, it's just a series of events that led to uh, to where we are in this reality. There's a, there's a much broader uh, philosophy behind all of that, but you know, essentially, that's it. Do you share that philosophy, Maisha? Um, yes and no, because I mean, clearly, I did. We decide to make our coffee in the morning that's not random but I don't subscribe to this um I guess the what goes along with religion like everything there's a plan for us all where I just I can't get with that so there's a resistance to kind of like what one might call totalizing discourse or um th that external um structure and predestination that's part of religion that's that's an implicit to your notions of randomness it's like the opposite of religion i and i don't know that i would call it a resistance it's just not even something that i put thought to anymore um it's it's just no longer a part of of uh the way that we 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 try to move in intentionally but i don't know i think it's a I, I we could probably like stumble over this for hours but i think that we are very intentional in the way that we live our lives um in that we want to be good people but i i don't like when that gets mixed in with religion and i think that's a very american way to look at things um because america is so entrenched in in religion um so it, it can get really messy. Um, I don't know. So it's it's freedom there too that you're alluding to the freedom to to act outside of 
um, uh, control or determination that randomness represents. It's really about freedom, perhaps. I sure freedom, and and I I talk to Christian about this all the time. I'm really just trying to be, like I just I don't think that there is anything wrong with us as humans just like being and. Mm -hmm. We are very uh, to ourselves and it would be great if people let us be to ourselves, but that doesn't seem to be the case. <laughs> um, um, but, and then, and how are you to yourself, but you also want to be an artist who shares and relates to people. So that is, I mean, I guess the struggle of an artist. <laughs> are there more images in this series that, that you'd like to explore um it, is it called we three we we means three um we mean three. It, i don't have any we, we have th this is the last image that we have right now in this uh, to present in the series um actually the the next next couple that we have prepared are part of uh something that's totally different and yet exactly the same it's, mm -hmm. it's just a different context um i made a series of uh, images uh, sitting in our 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 basement in Washington, uh, had no idea why I made them. I just sat down there because I like to play around with flashes in the dark and had some incense and took pictures of, of the incense and I looked at the images afterwards with my agent and realized that uh, that we saw a bunch of weird shapes in the in the images that I had taken. So we came up with the idea to to take a look at them and uh, show them, asking the viewer to. To, to define what they see. Uh, so we, we showed these in uh, several different places um, with uh, QR codes that allowed uh, viewers to, to take a picture of the QR code and then go and leave a, a comment uh, regarding what, what they see in the images. And so it's, it's, a, it's a series of 20 images that, I mean, basically it's just smoke, but if you look at it, you can, you can see many, many things that, that look a little, little odd at least. Uh, we we see particular shapes and and and, and weirdness and in, in these things, uh, you know, just like like we were saying before. Uh, we can call it randomness. We can call it uh, association. You can call it anything you want, but uh, you know, we there, there's something here more than just smoke, and yet it's just smoke. Um, what do you think you set out to investigate with this project? Then there's this element of. Well, it, for for me, the, the my my interest in this is is uh, is is in the, the the human interaction of of, uh, uh, of of listening to someone else actually tell me that, that that something that I see is totally different than what they see, and then and they don't because it, a lot of the times what happens is people see things that I had never thought was in here or in or in one of these particular images, and. Uh, did never never thought of it and never thought I would see it until I had the suggestion and so it's it's really a it's a way to uh, kind of meld with somebody else's observation and and understand that you know their perspective rather than than focus on my own um, that, that was really where uh, my, my interest in, in 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 this project lies a after we realized the uh, the potential with the uh, you know the the analysis of human perspective. Mm -hmm. I went the wrong way, sorry. There's a couple more images, just representative of the project. 
Oh, you want to talk about uh, video here? Because the next slide is the video. <laughs> yeah. So th this is just a example of video work. Um, I we just like to dabble in a little experimental video uh, with audio. That's, this is just an example of it. Nothing really profound with that, but it, um, I think that audio is, is as important as the visual aspect. And so that's just something that we're trying to incorporate more into our work. Um, How do you define experimental video? What is that? Oh, for me, it is really, it doesn't need a narrative. Um, and it's just the experiment of movement, lighting, um, the, the audio. It's more of like a um, look back to like childhood and just trying to piece things together and build something and it be nothing, but it's something that makes you happy. So this is something that really makes my inner artist child happy to, to be able to not get an assignment and be like, this is what you have to do. I don't know what it is until we're finished. So I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll roll into the next, it's a 20 second clip. It's not very long. Yeah, 20 seconds from a five minute video, I yeah, believe. I so, so just, this is just an excerpt. And is that all we should know about it? Just Oh, so um, the backstory is just the, this is, uh, her name is Sophie Brest, and she is a, um, she's a, a dancer, and I just, I met her because she interviewed me, and I asked her what her, her background was, and she said dance, and I asked her, I was like, would, would you mind coming to dance in the park, and so we just, we videoed her dancing around, um, are you able to hear the audio? It's a, it's a yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's a, I, you're, the look on your face told me you could hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's really, um, it's it's a quizzical sound. It's fascinating. Yeah. It, it's almost like um, a a high um, insect kind of chirp or whir kind of a sound, yeah. an electronic. Yeah, the the atmosphere. entire the entire video is uh, is overlaid with that that audio. We wanted to make it very shrill and. Um, mm -hmm make it uh, sort of interest, visually interesting and yet maybe so, somewhat uh, offensive. <laughs> so <laughs> intentionally shrill um, to, to, to sort of set the viewer kind of like on edge to, to, to be discomforting somehow? Absolutely. Yeah, I find um, off-putting, uh, like the off-putting audio is just beautiful a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, when we hear, it's, that's interesting to, to think about when sound, which is often applied to documentary, you know, video kind of creates atmosphere, it instills kind of like confidence, like asking somebody to smile, you know, instead of just mm -hmm. being, um, we say something else about what we're looking at as if um, there's um, like it's okay to watch instead of making the viewer sort of question their their voyeurism perhaps or yes. mm -hmm. what else is going on for you with that shrill face the, that just the making somebody uncomfortable um, but also i think that there there are people who can take that frequency and who enjoy it um, but 
like if I played that for my mom, she would turn it off because that's just not a frequency that she can take. But I, when I hear things like that, I'm like, oh, let's investigate and what's going on. And <laughs> let me hear that louder. And, and then it's the, the after effect, because when something like that turns off, something is still happening in your, what it, your inner ear, maybe your brain is still processing. And I think that's a really special space after. Truly. So we have about 10 minutes left and it looks like you're ready to share with us a selection called private parts. Yeah, this is, this is the last section. There's, there's probably uh, two, I think there's just two images in this. It's this, this project is, uh, is probably, I don't know, three, three years in the making, maybe four years in the making. Mm -hmm. um, and we're about to embark on the, uh, the third entry into the, the project. Um, it, it's, it started because uh, she and I are, are really, I don't want to say introverted because that's sort of a loaded word, but uh, I guess you can think of the classical uh, definition of an introvert and that's basically who we are. We don't, we don't like to, uh, to present ourselves. We don't like to focus on ourselves and we barely like to speak about ourselves. Um, and so it, it, this was a way to sort of um, put ourselves out there and, and, and work beyond the, our comfort zone. I, I think it was, together absolutely it was the first time that we had ever uh, put ourselves in front of the camera uh, in the nude uh, together um, and so at least for me it was a it was a way to sort of work through my discomfort of, of, of being nude in front of a camera much less um, uh, the subject of, of anything because because this was probably the uh, this was absolutely the first time that I think we took pictures of ourselves mm -hmm. and made ourselves the subject of uh, of a project. Um, and so for me, at least it was it was a, a, a point of growth and, and a launching point really into the uh, um, into the space of, of, of being a, a, a su the subject of my own analysis. Really, I don't know about Ooh. you. Is this is this image okay? Because I know you're on Facebook Live. It's so up we to you. If you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. I'd like for you to describe what we're looking at and and how it was made for starters. So this this is just our confrontation of each other, but with each other. Um, and this is this image is we present it as. Oh, how long was it? the dimensions oh it was really big it's feet uh, feet I think in it's terms three of feet. feet yeah three feet and that's the presentation because i we just there are just several different aspects of confronting yourself throughout the years different times in your life um and so we're just asking the viewer to watch us confront ourselves um in the bare nude just us What do you hope that they see? Um, I that I think that's that's a really tough question for myself because outside of people getting comfortable with looking at a person, um, I. I don't know, because I don't know that I, 
put that much weight into trying to help the viewer interpret. Like, I don't want to tell you what you should feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, for me, I think it's so important to visualize um, just the human body and looking at yourself is so important and really looking at yourself. But yet we could eat to do that, you know, like in the mirror, in privacy at home without also exposing ourselves. So what is it, what's the value in, you know, in a sense, offering yourself this way? I, I think it's a, it's a way to put yourself, uh, or to, it's a way for us to put ourselves uh, on the same plane as everyone else to, to let you know as a viewer that, uh, that, that we're, we are just as introspective and, and perhaps you are just as introspective as we are. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for me, that's what it was, it was mostly about is a, an admission that, that uh, uh, you know, that, that I am examining myself and, and, and I'm okay with it. Uh, it's, that's part of the reason why uh, I, I decided to, uh, to to put myself out there. I, I, I've I've taken pictures of myself in the nude before, and as you can see, I'm I'm not fully nude, uh, but this is the most that uh, I've ever been exposed <laughs> in a in a photo. Um, and so, you know, for me, it was just an admission that that uh, that that is okay. But I think that it's interesting to say, like, you know, we're exposing ourselves because, I mean, it's skin and we all have it. And mine just looks a little different than yours. And and so I'm I don't think that this is like a a shocking. It's not shocking for me, clearly, because it's me, but I just think it's it's skin. It's skin and it's okay. And this is where we we all come the same. Um, So it's a level playing field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, on one hand, it seems like incredibly brave. And then on the other hand, you are trying to normalize, you know, the human container. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to share with us in, in the minutes remaining if you have questions for viewers? And I will share comments that, you know, might have from our uh, participants, just so you have that. Yeah, we don't, I don't have any. No, I don't have any questions, but I'd love to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, if any of our viewers would like to um, speak up, we could we could pop out of on um, the screen share and just, uh, you know, kind of be in that shared space together where we're all um, exposed and, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see what, um, if anybody has any any questions if they want to, you're welcome to turn your camera on. I want to thank you guys, you know, so much for the um, ironically really brave act of putting yourselves out there. To me, it's more um, of uh, a mental kind of vulnerability than it is a physical one, but that might also be a privileged um, perspective, you know, of being in my body and, and the life that I have. And so I recognize that's uh, um, I, I just wanted to make a, a comment if I, if I may. Um, I think all photographers in a weird sort of way are introverted. They are photographers for a reason. They're behind the lens rather than in, in front of it. 
and I think what you've done is very brave and the images are really profound. I, I um, want to just thank you. Thank, no, thank you. you. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you, Petra Lyshetsky is a fantastic photographer here in Alaska for many years and really appreciate your, you know, participation in this dialogue and your sharing your reflections, Petra. Thank you. Well, this has really been, um, you know, every conversation is unique every time I meet with artists um, and whatever people might choose to share. And I really just like applaud the focus and um, the courage in your individual trajectory here as, as, as collaborators. And the fascinating uh, sort of strategy that you have of kind of like passing the baton in a, in a creative inquiry back and forth as a partnership. That's a really unique um, approach that we don't see a lot of. And so I'm interested to know like where you wanna go with it next. What are your, what are your thoughts, Maisha and, and Christian about what's coming up next? So currently we're, like Christian said, we're working on our third in, installment of the private parts, but we want to explore um, different aspects and uh, create an installation. Um, we did an installation with some lighting, but we'd like to bring fabric um, I'm learning how to dye fabric. And so that'll be interesting. And just projection, um, I just asked Christian, I said, would you like to start um, performing, <laughs> like doing performative art? Because we haven't done that yet. So let's just get into that. So just more exploring. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's a, a growth, growth through exploration, personal exploration at least. Fantastic. What do you think, um, if anything in particular, this particular time, this time of pandemic time, of planetary vulnerability, of the rising social justice movement, what does it, what is it um, sort of, uh, if anything in particular, spark in you about the importance of doing this kind of work right now? I think that it, it just proves to us that we really enjoy each other we enjoy the space that we're carving for our family, um, which I think is so important because I've just seen just a lot of people, they, it's clear that some people don't enjoy their space and the space that they've carved out. And so we are still trying to cultivate just a healthy environment for ourselves, for our son. Um, and I mean, I just think that that is the biggest thing is creating our own joy in our our little portion of the world well said yeah i i, I agree um i uh the way that you you described uh the, the current environment is uh is not really the way that i think of it but uh because i don't think that any i don't think that this time is any different than any other time to be honest with you i think there's always some sort of strife and if you think hard enough you can come up with some contrivance that uh that that befits uh stress but uh but you know whatever that whatever that might be you can you can always find a way to to overcome it and i think that that you know that's basically what we're trying to do is is find a way to to, to enjoy ourselves where we are and and fit within the constraints that we're given thank you i am really 
glad that you landed randomly in Alaska. I, I think that's so fantastic. I'm curious if you could um, expand on, Maisha, you said you didn't realize that you would like Alaska so much and that you found that you grew, you are growing like you hadn't anticipated. And I'm curious, what how, what is Alaska offering for that growth. I found that for myself as well. And I wonder what, where that is for you. I, I think that it offers me a sense of peace and that I was, I wasn't finished with the current project that I was working on in Washington. And so when Christian suggested that we leave, I just felt like, well, I'm not finished and I have stuff to do. And you know, he's packing as I'm trying to like unpack boxes figuratively. Um, but it was once I finished that, I was like, okay, next family chapter. And now that we're here, I just feel like I can really breathe. And wow. every time we go out and we, you know, meet someone, it's just the chain of events is just really interesting. Because when I when we came, I said, okay, well, then that goes for our art life. And I'm not going to figure model anymore. But before we moved in the figure modeling group, I got contacted with the figure modeling group here, which then <laughs> led me to David Pettibone, which then led me to y'all. And so it, you know, just life events. So I feel like I can breathe. <laughs> wow. So it must be a mix of nature, um, space and probably the fabric of the people that you're encountering here is there a sense yes and and i think that it's a lack of people because lack of people although, yeah although we know some people we don't have a huge social circle i mean now we can't even go anywhere and we are quite content with just going in the woods and going cross-country yeah. skiing just the three of us and yeah. you know coming home and working on things and it's it's nice to just be at home yeah. <laughs> and you didn't ask me but i'm going to interject anyway uh, i appreciate alaska not because of not not because of all the things that you mentioned because i think they're all great too but my favorite part about it so far has been that um, it is least associated with civilization. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you could, you could say that it's, it's not Canada. It's not really the U S it's not really anything. It's, it's sort of a country all of itself, but it's not really a country either. Because if I, if I walk five, five minutes from our house, uh, I could be killed by a bear and, and that just doesn't exist anywhere else. And, and well, maybe, maybe in Canada it does. Um, so for me, I, I find a, a greater connection to, uh, um, to to nature and to a, a more of a disconnect from from the rest of humanity and whatever we might consider a civilization. Mm -hmm. for, if I could find a place that where there was no governance and I could walk off into the woods and and find my own existence by by just by whatever means I want to, I would do that. But that doesn't exist in the human culture anymore. So I. For me, the, the, living here is the next best thing because we couldn't just move off to the, the you know, wilderness in Borneo and totally disconnect ourselves from, from, uh, from civilization. So, you know, this is a, a good balance. May I recommend a book for you to, if you haven't read it yet, you're relatively new to the state, but 
It's by a writer called Seth Kantner, and it's called <gasps> Ordinary Wolves. Oh, yes. It's a fantastic yeah. book, and I think you might enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Anything yeah. by Seth Cantor. Yeah, anything by Seth Cantor. Yeah. I'm gonna right. write <laughs> and Kristen, I was not not asking you that question. <laughs> so I really wanted to know both of your perspectives. And yeah, I can just relate to it. Because even when I travel outside, and I love the culture and all the stuff that we travel outside, but when I get home here, I can breathe. And when a moose walks in our yard, it's like, and it's just an everyday occurrence. It's like, yes, this is where I belong. Absolutely. This is mm -hmm. Absolutely. Where I grow. And I have grown as an artist and as a human being, even, even though we moved here, you know, when I was in my forties, um, late, um, yeah, there's a sense of connection and growth here that I've not had before. So I was, curious thank you what a great talk thank you so so much thank you all for the opportunity thank yeah. you asia thank you yeah take good care stay in touch thank look you. forward to hearing about the next works yeah thank you all of you happy yeah well happy new year merry christmas happy holidays so everyone yes yes bye, bye. thank you bye 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 bye, bye. bye.